brought your animals. Go ahead and grab your animals and come on right up front right here. We'll kind of make, you're going to face this way though, okay? So kind of, kind of like sit this way, like a little half circle. Yeah, sit down here. But come this way. Sit like this way. Because I'm going to be up there and you're going to be watching me in the video. So turn around just like us. Little half circle there, okay? How's that sound? I should get my notes, right? Or else this is going to be really interesting. <laughs> okay, so this is our first time doing a family Sunday, so I'm super excited about it. So we're kind of doing a hybrid type thing where I'm going to be teaching the kids. I'm going to be teaching to y'all as well. We're going to do it all together, okay? Um, and so we're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be a little bit different, but today what we are doing, okay, I'm going to come a little bit off to the sides, but we're not doing the screen quite yet. Okay, for the kids here, how many of you cannot see the screen when I'm right here? How about this? What if I go here? Can you guys all see the screen now? Everybody there? Okay, and everybody in there, you guys, you guys can see. It's above me. You're not way down here. All right, so today what we're doing is we're going to learn about Noah's Ark. You guys ever learned about Noah's Ark before? Yeah? Okay, well, we're going we're gonna to learn about it today as well. And we're going to learn about... Well, today we're talking about Noah's Ark, Jesus, and you. We're going to look at how that all fits together. Now, for some of you out here, maybe you learned about Noah's Ark when you were like their age in Sunday school, okay? And, and what I want to do is I want us to go through the story, and we're going to look at what happened, why it happened. We'll cover some deep things, but we're going to do it in kind of a fun way. So let's pray, okay? And then um, I'm excited for the lesson today, okay? Before we pray, I know you guys can do a great job of listening and paying attention. If you've got to move your hands a little bit, it's okay for you to, to you got your snakes and stuff like that. Try not to, you know, bonk somebody next to you. If you have a question, you can raise your hand. Okay, I can sometimes take some questions, okay? If you have a question there, you can raise your hand as well, okay? Um, but I know you guys are going to be able to do a great job, okay? And if you need to go back and sit with your parents sometime because you're done being up front, that's okay. You can do that. Just try not to make a bunch, a bunch of noise doing that, okay? Act like a mouse instead of a stampede of rhinos. Sound good? First question, Everett. Go ahead. Oh, were there red pandas in the ark? That's a good question. How many of you think there were red pandas in the ark? Okay, we'll find out a little bit about that. You know what, I, I, just to tell you right now, I don't know exactly if there was a red panda that looked exactly like that in the ark, okay? But I know there's an animal that was the same kind as a red panda. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. We'll get questions a little bit later, Pat, okay? So, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for today. God, I thank you uh, for these kids. We thank you uh, for your grace. So, Lord, I pray that you will speak to me and through me to everybody that is here that we'll be able to understand more about uh, the real life true story of Noah and the flood and the ark, and we'll learn about how that connects to Jesus and what that means for us. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Uh, so today we have more pictures on the screen instead of the scripture, okay? So we're going to be mainly in Genesis. So Genesis chapter 5, you can turn there. The Bible app is also working, so all the scriptures that we're covering will be there on the Bible app. Also, if you have like an actual book that's a Bible, you can use that too. Those still work, okay? In, in 2022, you can still use that. Um, but let's get a little bit of this, the, the story. And you know what, kids? It's not a story. It's not a story like a, like a fairy tale or a make-believe thing. Yeah, Carter, what you got? Uh, a dinosaur You have a dinosaur from Jurassic Park? That's cool. Okay, last one, and then we're going to get into it. Go ahead, Patton. Were there snakes in the ark? There were snakes on the ark, I'm sure. Okay, 
So we are, uh, okay, what would I say? It's not a fairy tale. Okay, sometimes when we talk about stories, we think about things that are made up and, and not real. But these are real life narration stories, okay, real narratives. And so in, in the book of Genesis, which does anybody know which book of the Bible Genesis is? Is it like the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixty six? What? It's the first book. It means beginnings, okay? We learn that God created the whole world, okay? God spoke it and it was created. We're not made out of goo, right? Okay? And in chapter 5, we get a list of all these people that lived. And near the end of the list, it says this. Let's read it, okay? There's a man named Lamech. And when he was 182 years old, he had a son. And guess what he named him? Noah. Noah. Good job, Easton. He named him Noah. And he said he will comfort us from the labor and the painful toil of our hands caused by the ground that the Lord has cursed. And then, after Noah was born, Lamech lived another 595 years. So Lamech was 777 years old when he died. People lived really, really long before the flood. And then get this. When Noah was 500 years old, he became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So Noah was 500 years old when we start the story, and he was the, the dad of Ham, Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Are those interesting names? Uh, yeah. So, Zoeli, you were wondering how old Noah was. He's 500 years old. But, you guys see this picture up here? Does that look like a good place to be at? No. 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 Here's what it says in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5. It says, The Lord saw how great man's wickedness had become. On the earth had become. He said this. He said, Every inclination of their heart is only evil all the time. God said, When I look at people, I see that the thing that they want to do is be selfish and just be their own person. Let's not have the animals fight. Is, is to be selfish and to, and to do their own thing. And it ends up in people having parties where they're not honoring God. That, that people are getting drunk and they're fighting and there's violence and there's evil everywhere. And so God looked. And this is what it says. The Bible says that God was grieved that he had made man. His earth was filled with pain. So the Lord said, I will wipe mankind whom I've created from the face of the earth. Men and animals, creatures that move along the ground, and birds of the air, for I'm grieved that I made them. Do you guys know that the Bible was not originally written in English? You know that? It was written in Hebrew, the Old Testament. And, and, some, and we have all these different kinds of Bibles that translate from Hebrew to English. And some of them say that God regretted that he made humans. Or God repented. Have you guys ever had repent of anything? Anybody ever had to repent of anything? Okay. Anybody know what repent means? What is it, Zoe? To change. Yeah, repent literally means you're walking this way, you stop, you turn around, and you do the other thing. It'd be like if you smack your brother and you're like, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that again. Okay? That's repentance. Does God need to repent? No. No. Does God need to repent? Does he do anything that's wrong? So why, why did it say that God regretted or he repented? Like, was, was it like God was like, oh man, I can't believe humans got so bad. What was I doing making them? No, no, that's not what it was. You see, when we read scripture, if we come across something that is a little bit confusing, what we want to do is look at what other scriptures say about it. We talk about it as being, let scripture interpret scripture. So if we look at the book of Numbers, verse Numbers chapter 
23, verse 19, this is what it says, okay? It says, God is not man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he changes his mind. Does God speak and say, I'm going to do this and then not do it? Does he promise and not fulfill? And so, no, the Bible says, look, God doesn't have to change. God doesn't change his mind. God doesn't make mistakes. So why does it say that God repented or he regretted making humans? Well, in my study, this is what, what I, I kind of I found out. Anybody know this word? Can any of our kids read this word? It's a big word. It's a very big word. It is anthropomorphism. Okay? Some of you maybe in literature class read about this. Okay? Anthropomorphism comes from two words. Okay? Anthropos and morphe. Anthropos simply means about man, about humanity. And morphe is a form. You guys ever heard of metamorphosis? Yeah. You ever heard of a caterpillar yeah, that like goes in a cocoon and it transforms into a butterfly? You ever heard about that? The life cycle. So what this word means, okay, is sometimes when we write stories, when we write things down, when we tell real stories, we give animals or plants characteristics that are kind of like humans. And sometimes we do that with God. Because you see, God didn't, he didn't have to repent of making humans. It's not like God didn't know that humans were going to sin or mess up or anything like that. It's not like he didn't know that Jesus was going to have to die on the cross for our sins. But it's the aching that God felt when he saw sin. The best words in our human language to understand that aching is to say he regretted or he repented. Because God doesn't change. God doesn't go like, oh, I made a mistake. No, 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 no. And so that's one of the ways that we can look at God was so grieved at sin because when he saw that the world and that people were, were not living for him and he saw everything that was going on, it grieved his heart because that's not why he made humans. He didn't make them to do that. But there was one man, Noah, well, he's up there, and the Bible says that Noah found favor with God. Noah found grace with God. And here's the story of Noah. Here's what the Bible says about Noah. Okay? It says here, Noah found favor with God. Verse 9. This is the account of Noah. Noah was a righteous man. He was blameless among the people. And he walked with God. You know what? God is looking for men and women and boys and girls who get this. Are you listening? He's looking for people that will walk with God. He's looking for people that will read God's word, that will pray to God, that will live a life for him. Yeah, is that what your snake is telling you to do? You go, yeah, whoa, that's who God is looking for. So here's a question I have for you guys. Do you want to be a person that walks with God? Like Noah. Because in the whole world, when the world kind of looks something like this, fighting, violence, doing their own thing, Noah was a man who found favor with God. And so God told Noah this. God said, Noah, I regret that I made mankind. I see the sin of the world and I see that people are not living my way and so I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to send a flood and the whole world is going to be covered with water. And every person and every animal that breathes air is going to be wiped off the face of the earth. And I'm going to start over. But I found favor with you, Noah. And so, Noah, I want you to build an ark. 
And I wonder if Noah was like, what's an ark? And God said, I want you to build an ark. Okay? And he said, I want you to, to make it out of gopher wood or cypress wood. And I want you to put tar on the inside and outside so it's waterproof, so water can't get in. Okay? So it's going to kind of look something like this. It's all covered with that black tarry stuff to keep it out. He says, I want you to make it 50 cubits wide, 300 cubits long. And what does that say there? 30 cubits high. Now, anybody know what a cubit is up here? What's a cubit? Okay, it's a length. Good. Anybody know about how long a cubit is? Okay. It's from here to here. Okay. So, if I was the king and I, and I made the standard of a cubit, it would be about 17 and a half-ish inches. Okay. Ransom, how long is your cubit? Put your... Uh, 13 and a half inches. Uh, how about yours? Bend your arm. Bend it like this. Because from the elbow to your finger, 14 and a half inches. Oh, yours, right here. There you go. And about nine inches. So whose cubit are we using? Yours? So if we measured any of yours, it's probably between 13 and 15 inches. Whose cubit are we using? If you look back in history, the cubit changed throughout the years. Okay? So that's why some people say the ark was probably 450 feet long. If you go to Kentucky where they have the Ark Encounter, they built a life-size Ark, they use the longer cubit, which is about 20 and a half inches, and it's 500 feet long. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives were all going to have to be in the Ark. And guess who, what else was going to have to be in the Ark? Animals. The animals. Yeah, every type of animal, every kind of animal, so that they could survive. Because, get this, ready? Okay, this is, this is kind of a, a deep part. So you guys ready to listen? Y'all ready for this? Okay, God's wrath was coming. Do anybody know what wrath is? It's like the ark, but it's a smaller... Oh, a raft. That's a raft. Okay, that's... You're right, a raft. So, wrath. Okay, R-A... All right, sorry, W-R-A-T-H, a raft. I know how to spell. That's... What is it, Easton? It's really, wrath has the idea of anger. When we talk about God's wrath, this is what it means, okay? God hates sin. Do you know why he hates sin? Because this is what sin does. Look, it makes us like that. Sin kills. Sin hurts. Sin separates us from God. I hate cancer because cancer makes people sick and people die from cancer. God hates sin. And God says sin has to be punished. And everybody in the whole world was forgetting God and they didn't care about it. And God said, my wrath is going to be poured out and sin will be punished. But Noah, I'm going to make a way of escape. And what do you think the way of escape was? The ark. And the ark, um, it, kind of, it could have looked something like this. Three decks, okay, with floors and rooms for all the animals and stuff like that. And Noah, you know what, he had to make plans and stuff like that and talk with his boys about how they're making the ark. And maybe it looked kind of something like this. Three decks there, storage place on the side for all the food and the animals because they're going to have a lot of things on that ark. And guess what? Do you know how long they stayed on the ark? Oh, 40 days it rained, but guess what? You know how long they stayed on the ark? We'll find out later, and you can tell me when you hear it, okay? So, but here's the thing. 
We want to be like Noah, because guess what Noah did? Everything that God commanded him. Everything that God commanded him, that, that's what Noah did. And so he made the ark. His sons helped him. Maybe he hired other people to help him. We don't know exactly how they made the ark. Okay, it probably took them 50 to 75 or 100 years to make the ark. But they're building it, and it began to take more shape, kind of like what we see here. And you know what? Noah probably had people come up to him and be like, What? What are you doing, Noah? What's that big thing you're building? It's an ark. Why? What's an ark? Well, it's a big floating zoo. What's a zoo? Well, it's where there's a bunch. No, okay. He probably told him, Look, God's, the punishment for your sin is coming. And the only way to be saved is to get on the ark. And guess what? Do you know who got on the ark? Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives. Those are the only people that said, Yeah, I need a rescuer. There's a flood coming. I'm going to get on the boat. And so Noah and his sons, they obeyed God. They did what God commanded them. They got all the food and everything. They built the ark. They got all the food. But here's, here's a question I have for you. I want us to just think. Just how big do you think the ark was? Like compared to this room, how big was the ark? What do you think? Bigger. Bigger? All right, let's, let's do a little bit of an experiment, okay? Let's see something, okay? I've got a tape measure, okay? So this is what I want to do, okay? Um... Austin, can you help me? Okay, so I'm going to hold this here, and I want you to go out, and I want you to tell me how long it is. Actually, you guys can all kind of go with Austin if you want to, but Austin, you hold it, okay? Don't run, Don't run okay? I want you to take this to the edge of the door right there, and I want you to tell me how many feet that is, okay? From the very front of the stage, okay? So let's let Austin go first, and you guys can follow behind him, and if you need help, Mr. Adam can help you, help you see how long it is, Okay? Let's see how, just how big the ark is. Okay, how long is this room from here? 53 feet. The ark is almost 10 times longer than this room. Okay, I want you to take it out, Adam, if you can help. Take it out to 84 feet. Okay, so that means you've got to go out in the lobby... Don't eat any of the cookies yet, okay? Save some for me. And I want you to go 84 feet. 84 feet. I don't know if you can see how far they're going back there. 84 feet. (laughs) I think he said, hey, dude, this is going to be fun. Or outside, I don't know. Okay, is that 84 feet? 95. Okay, come back to 84. Not quite that long. All right, so where about, where about is 84 feet out there, Adam? That's okay. You don't have to roll it back in. It doesn't roll in easily. Okay, come on back here, okay? So 84 feet, guys. Come on back. Come on back. Come on back. Come on back. Let's move this out of the way. Don't trip on this on your way out, okay? We'll roll it up later, I promise. Okay, 84 feet. Guess what you guys just measured? That's how wide the ark was. That's how wide the ark was, okay? Way out there. Now, here's something else, okay? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. 
Okay. Now, we're going to see how tall the ark is, okay? Now, here's what we're going to measure, okay? We're going to measure from the ground to here. Okay, that's about 19 and a half inches. Then we're going to measure from the ground to here. Okay, and that's about 92 inches. So how many, any, any, you know, Carl, you got your numbers guy. 92 plus 19 is 111. So that's about not quite 12 feet, okay, from the ground to the top of this. Now, we're going to try to measure to the ceiling, okay? Don't worry, I'm not going to go that high because I'm scared of heights. No, it's my fault. You're right. If it been, it's definitely my fault. Okay, we're at seven feet. Okay. Okay. Okay, that's almost nine feet. From the floor where you're sitting to the ceiling is about 20 feet. That's only half as tall as the ark. Yeah, no kidding. So the ark is as wide as you guys went out there. It's twice as tall, more than twice as tall as the ceiling. And um, we're going to have to, I want you to watch this, okay? Let's see just how long the ark really is. You guys ready? Okay, let's do this. All right, Ransom, you got it right there around the wall, on the wall. All right, Zoeli, let's, let's have you go on out. I want to see how long the ark is, okay? Yeah, she's really fast. No, I mean, no, it's here. And this is when no one was Okay, so we are standing out here almost right by the flagpole, maybe 10 feet in front of the flagpole, and this is still only 200 feet. We have another 310 feet to go. Is that crazy or what? Crazy. We are out all the way at the edge before we get in the woods. And do you know how far we went, guys? Remember? 230 feet. Is that even half as long? No, we're going to have to figure out something different. So we're starting there at the steps of the library. This is Spring Harbor University where I went to school and where Miss Stephanie went to school. And we're going to go 510 feet really fast. Ten feet long. Uh huh. We're not even there yet. Got to keep going. All right. Now we're gonna walk the distance of the of the arc. Almost. See, see me way back there. That's how long it was. That's how far away from one end of the arc to the other. 
Milo, you're on camera. <laughs> Say woo! So that means the ark is from the steps there at the library all the way over to where Ransom is standing right there. Ark was about 50 feet high. That's seven stories. I wonder how tall this clock tower is. The clock tower is 90 feet tall. I researched. So do you see the two cones there? That's how wide it is, how wide the arc was, 85 feet. The arc is 510 feet long from where I'm standing all the way to where Ransom is way, way over there. I know, tiny. And if you can see the cones, that's how wide it is. Maybe as tall as that clock tower, 85 feet wide, 510 feet long, 50 feet tall. Is that crazy? So that's how long the ark and how big the ark was. Because you know what? Sometimes we look, we kind of think like this. That's what the ark looked like. But you know what? That's not what the ark looked like, okay? The ark would be like that big compared to a soccer field. Because there were so many animals that had to go in there, right? And all the food and everything. But here's one thing that maybe, that maybe you didn't know. Maybe you didn't know, okay? So I was doing some research in Answers in Genesis, which is an organization a ministry that they actually built a life-size ark, okay? And when they talked about the different animals that were in it, I want to show you, I want to show you this picture right here, okay? Do you see that cat creature there? Okay, so that is an extinct type of cat kind. And perhaps some scientists think, you know what? When God created the animals, like we didn't used to have all these different kinds of dogs, okay? Like you guys have like golden retriever and Labrador retriever and things like that. You can, over time, people would have different dogs, have babies together, and they would help make different breeds of animals. So we didn't necessarily need every type of dog or every type of cat on the ark. Perhaps there was maybe one cat kind. And from there, then their babies became the different kinds of cat animals. Because that's, that's how biology works and things like that. Okay, that's something that scientists sometimes think about. Okay, that there is, the Bible says there was different kinds. It doesn't necessarily say every species, but according to their kind. And a biblical kind would be animals that could have offspring together. Okay, like for example, this is a donkey and a horse. It's a zebra and a donkey that had a baby. And a zebra and a horse that had a baby. So that's one way that scientists sometimes look at it. So, back to the real life story of Noah's Ark. God said, get in the boat because the floodwaters are coming. And God sent all the animals, a male and a female of every kind of animal. And God sent more of the kind that you could use for sacrifices or for food. Oh, they didn't have that food at the time. And then get this, God shut the door. If you wanted to go in, you could go in. And then the door was shut. And they were there waiting inside the ark. And this is what the Bible says. The flood waters from the deep splashed out. So it's like there's water under the ground that 
came out and it rained for how many days? 40 days and 40 nights it rained. Now, I remember one time it rained for like three days straight, almost no stopping. And at the end of those three days, I'm like, is it ever going to stop? Like, it's just dreary and rainy. But 40 days of rain, that's a really long time. And the waters came up and the rains came and there could have been earthquakes and things like that. Like, there's this big calamity and every living thing that breathed the breath of life of air died. That wasn't in the boat. God's just punishment of sin poured out like water. And the only way to be rescued was to be where? In the boat. In the ark. And so they were in the ark, and they were in the ark for a year and ten days. It rained for 40 days and 40 nights, but it took the rest of the time for the waters to go down and for it to dry out. Because the waters covered everything. All the mountains and everything were covered by water. But get this. In the middle of that, what do you think Noah felt like? After 150 days, and it's just water. Yeah, did God forget about me? But God remembered Noah, and God sent a wind. And the wind started to blow and help the land dry out. But guess what? It still took another 150 days for it to be dry enough. But eventually the waters came down a little bit and the ark rested on top of a mountain and and the waters went down more and they were there on top of a mountain. But you know what? It was too soggy to go out because water had been there for over a year. So you know what Noah did? He sent out a raven. He sent out this raven to go fly around. Is there a place that we can land? And that raven never came back. It just flew around until the waters went down and it found a place. So he's like, "Mm, maybe I need a bird that can't fly as long as a raven. Okay? So then he sent out a dove. See the dove? And then guess what happened? Nope, the dove came back. Do you see Noah's face there? He kind of looks grumpy. Like, oh, it came back. Seven days later, he sent the dove out again. But guess what? This time, the dove had something in its mouth. Do you see what that is in its mouth? It is new life was there. God was beginning that new chance, that new life. But it still wasn't time yet to come out of the ark because it was too wet. So he sent the dove out again and this time the dove didn't come back. It finally had found a place to rest, to live. And so God later on said, Noah, take your family and go out of the ark. So they removed the cover. They came out. And what do you think they, what do you think they thought when they got out of the ark? Finally. Finally, yeah. I bet everything looked so different. I mean, all this water came. Maybe there was mountains that weren't there before, canyons that weren't there before. Everything looked different. There was no people left in the whole world. And God said, come out of the ark, bring the animals out of the ark. And guess what Noah's first response was? Anybody know? What was his first response? Hallelujah. That's good. Yeah, he worshipped. And back in Bible times, often the way they worshipped was they make a sacrifice. Now, here's kind of a funny thing, okay? This isn't in the scripture, but I find it kind of ironic, okay? You're an animal, like you're a lamb. And you're like, I survived the flood! And then you get sacrificed. Some people joke it was the unicorns. That's why there's no unicorns, because they... No, I'm just kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke. But that's why God told Noah to bring more of the animals they could use for sacrifices, because some of them were going to end up like the lamb... On, on their sacrificing. Because here's the thing. No one knew why the flood came. Sin, the wrong things we say, 
think and do needed to be punished. And guess what? God made a place, a way to be rescued. And so Noah worshipped God for that. And then God said this. He said, Noah, I'm going to make a covenant with you. Floodwaters will never destroy the whole world. Again. And here's the sign of my covenant. And he puts his bow in the clouds. Okay? You want to show us the color of the rainbow, Zoeli? Yeah, the rainbow. Now, here's an interesting thing. It doesn't say God put the rainbow in the clouds. Now, we know it's a rainbow because rainbows happen after it rains, right? It says God put his bow. Same word as a bow and arrow bow. Now, if this was a bow and arrow bow, when you hang up your weapon, you said, I'm done. The judgment is over. And if that was a real bow and arrow, where is it pointing? Up. At who? God. So here's what we see. The wrath of God was poured out. Sin was punished. God made a way of escape and God said, I'm putting my bow up and the next time the wrath of God is poured out, it's going to be firing where? Where? Up. At who? Jesus, right? Because that's why, here's this. Jesus is like the ark. He's a true and better ark because he rescues us from the punishment we deserve. Remember, we talked about this on Easter, right? When Jesus died on the cross, all of the just punishment for sin was given to him. It's kind of like this. If you were here on Easter, we did this, okay? But this time, I'm actually doing something that doesn't taste good, okay? I got this water, okay? And I've got this green superfood, amazing grass. Your daily greens plus nutritious fruits and veggies, okay? You're supposed to put this in smoothies with a lot of the fruit and stuff because it tastes so awesome. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. In the Bible, sometimes God's wrath, the punishment for sin, is pictured like a cup full of really yucky stuff you don't want to you don't want to drink. Okay? You want to you want to smell it? Yeah. Anybody else? Anybody else want to smell it? You want to smell it? Okay. (laughs) So you want to smell it? Okay. Okay, so here's a picture. Ready, listening? This is really important. When Jesus was on the cross, right? All of your sin, the wrong things you say, think, and do, and the good things you fail to do were given to him like they were his, not yours. And all of the punishment that you deserve and I deserve and you all deserve was like put in this cup, so to speak. It didn't actually happen, but it's like a picture for us to think about it. And when Jesus was on the cross, he... Drink it all. Does it taste good? No. It's an illustration. Okay. Sorry, I used it all. Sometimes. Okay, so he drank it all. There's no judgment, wrath left. For those that put their faith in Jesus. Because here's what the Bible says. For Christians, God did not appoint us. That means choose us to suffer wrath. But to have eternal life with him. Because Jesus saves us from the wrath. Now here, we're almost done. You guys have done a great job. Okay, I've got to find where I'm at in my slides. How do we get... How do we get Jesus' salvation? Okay, if... 
How did Noah get saved? What did he do? After he built the ark, what did he do? He went in the boat. If we want to be saved, we've got to step into Jesus. How do we do that? Anybody know? Here's what the verse says. It says, it's by God's grace you've been saved. That's a gift. A gift that you, don't, you can't earn, you don't deserve. It's by God's grace we're saved through faith. Faith means to trust God or it means to be persuaded. Now here's a picture I've used before. And I don't know, kids, if you've seen this one yet before. But I know most of you have. Here's what it means to be persuaded in something. Do you see this chair? I think the chair is going to hold me up. I'm persuaded that I can sit in the chair and it won't fall. So I sit in it. When we see Jesus' death on the cross, and we read the scriptures that says it doesn't matter how much bad things you've done, Jesus drank it all to the very, very last. And if you're persuaded that that is true, that's what faith means. And so when you say, Jesus, I need you to save me, I know you can, it's like sitting in the chair. And that gives us rest. Because Jesus took all my sin away. And if you want Jesus to take your sin away, it come, it's just like sitting in a chair. Jesus, I need you to save me. I trust you to save me. Now this rest doesn't mean I just, oh, you know what? You guys can all just go on. I'm just going to stay here the rest of today. I rest in him, but it's a rest that says, I want to live for him. I want to be like Noah, who was blameless and righteous and lived for God. So what does all this mean for us today, okay? You guys have done a great job. You, almost, you have one more song you're going to sing. Here's the so what. You ready to listen? And you all too. We want to seek and walk to walk with God. We want to be like Noah. Read his word. Learn who he is. Pray. Because we want to be a man like Noah that God looks at and we find grace. We want to seek to shine our light in, in a dark world. And here's the last thing, okay? You got to get on the boat. Because the Bible says, just like in the days of Noah, when the floodwaters came and wiped everybody out, it's going to be just like that when Christ returns and the wrath of God comes. And the only way to be saved is to get in Jesus by believing in Him. When you do that, you're ready. And you won't receive that wrath. You see, they got in the boat, and the boat carried them over the wrath of God. When we put our faith in Jesus, he carries us over that and takes us right to heaven where God is. Eternal life. And my prayer is that each and every one of you and all of you here will come to that place where you say, I need Jesus to save me, and I trust him. He's enough. And he'll take you all the way to heaven. Yeah, Carter. You watch fireworks? That's really cool, buddy. That's awesome. So you got to get on the boat. If you want to know how to do that, talk to me today. And then here's the last thing. You want to tell other people that they need to get on the boat. Because there's a way to be saved. And that's what Noah's Ark is all about. So you guys did a great job. Let's give the kids a hand. They did a great job. So, how we're going to end the service now, okay? You guys listening? I want you to go take your animals back to your seats. Come back up front because you guys are actually going to close us out with your last song. What? 
So go ahead and take your animals back to your seat. Then come on up front. You guys can stand uh, just where you stood before. I'll move my stuff out of the way. And we're going to sing, Jesus Loves Me. Because the story, the real life story of Noah is all about, for God so loved the world, he sent his one and only son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. Because just like the ark rescued Noah, Jesus rescues those who put his, their faith in him. So let's pray. And after we pray, you guys will sing. We'll sing all together. Is that good? Because everybody knows it. A lot of people know it. Oh, we'll, we'll watch their motions. Okay, so let's pray. God, I thank you for today. And I thank you for your blessings and your love. And Lord, I pray that you'll help us to be people like Noah. And I pray that... Um, I just thank you, Jesus, that you took our sin away and you have saved us. In your name we pray. Amen. So let's go ahead and stand up.